Hey, it's the Baldy Bishops. Anyway, hello, man. <laughs> hey, man, you okay? I'm doing good. Uh, so we've been hanging out a little bit today. We, I, I do um, Biblical Council in UK, the course. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my third module. It's been absolutely brilliant. And you were invited as a guest to the seminars today. So you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good, mate. It really was, yeah. Good to hear what, what I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. It's good to, <laughs> good to know you're not learning heresy as well. <laughs> Yeah, this is such a helpful call. I would recommend it to anyone, but yeah, um, it's brilliant, man. Any any follower of Jesus would really benefit from that course. But there's a there's a plug for free. Uh, so we're we're in Galatians chapter six today. Um, we've been looking through Galatians. We did Galatians last week, chapter five, um, where we looked at the idea that the gospel creates a culture of mutual love and service, whereas the flesh creates a culture of selfish demanding and using. So it's mm-hmm. it's the spirit as he applies the gospel to our lives then we mutually love and serve one another. Um, We also saw from the end of chapter five that the gospel creates a culture of generous patience and loving, joyful unity, Mm -hmm. whereas the flesh creates a culture of like comparison and judgmental criticism. So uh, a life ruled by the flesh, instead of freely, joyfully giving myself away for you, I'm demanding something from you and I'll destroy Mm -hmm. you to get it. That was the first bit of chapter five. Mm -hmm. Um, And then instead of generously, joyfully living in love and unity with you, I'm demanding something off you and I'll criticize you if you don't live up to it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Paul's been explaining that we're, we're not, we're not called to live according to the desires of the flesh and also the demands of the law. We've been set free from both so that we can walk and live in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, The Holy Spirit now indwells us, motivates us and empowers us to live for Jesus so chapter five is really the general terms of what this is going to look like. Um, chapter six, I think, gives us some practical, specific ways that we can mm-hmm. live out the truths of chapter five, this this walking in the spirit stuff. Mm-hmm. So once again, believe it or not, it's about how we treat one another. Because um, remember, as we've been looking at, gospel truth leads to gospel identity, gospel practice, and gospel community. So mm-hmm. we get into chapter six, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Before we do, I, uh, I've been, I just finished today this book here. So, Relationships, A Mess Worth Making by Timothy Lane and Paul David Tripp. Um, I was going to read a little section because I want to really show what we mean by this idea of gospel truth leading to this gospel community. So, check this out, man. It says, um, ministry, this isn't just a call to ministry, it's a call to worship. This might sound strange, but whenever you serve other people, you're not just serving them, you're serving the king. Mm -hmm. And that's worship. Mm -hmm. Love for Christ will always extend itself to others. Thankfulness to Christ will always result in sharing our blessings with others. Enjoying the benefits of Christ's forgiveness will always express itself in forgiveness toward others. Gratitude for God's loving pursuit will always lead us to pursue others, even when they don't want to be pursued. Thankfulness for Christ's willingness to enjoy, to, sorry, to enter our messy world makes us willing to enter the messy world of someone else. Our response to people are always connected to our response to Christ. Our worship and theology will always be on display in the way we treat others. Mm. So there you go. It's powerful stuff, yeah. It's the gospel community right there. As a result, uh, relationships a mess worth making. It's really good, man. It's good to read. I just finished it, yeah, as part of the course. So So we're we're in chapter six. Um, We'll not take the time to read all of it. We we looked at this last night in in, uh, home group. 
Um, but we're going to look at four ways that we can apply chapter five, this walking in the spirit to specific areas of our lives mm. as we live a gospel community with one another. Mm. The first one is verse one. If you want to grab verse one first, then. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Right. So this first one is how to restore one another in sin, right? So what's going to, what's happening here is rather than living a life of arrogant, judgmental comparison, which is what the end of chapter five was all about, right? Mm. I'm arrogantly judging you and comparing myself to you and finding myself to be more righteous than you, mm. which is exactly what the Pharisee did with the tax collector, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so instead of that, Jesus wants me to live humbly mm. and to gently pick you up when you fall into sin. That's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have the tendency to turn those up at people who fail, don't we? Yeah. Forgetting that we ourselves... Are also it's our human inward mess. leaning yeah yeah man this is definitely the when you forgot the massive beam that's in your own eye mm-hmm, scenario definitely uh, yeah. dealing with the speck uh so how does this the gospel in verse one how does this gospel life well because only someone who truly understands that they are forgiven sinners mm. and who fully understands and embraces the beauty of the gospel is able to show gentleness as they mm. pick their fallen brother or sister up without mm. like you said looking down their nose at them mm. so it's only as i understand the gospel for me and apply it to me and embrace it for me mm. that I'll be able to show that same uh, gentleness as I seek to apply the gospel to you in, in your mess and your sin. Mm. So, so the next verse is going to be talking about bearing burdens, but this is telling me that, that I can't bear, I can't adequately bear burdens without judgment if I'm not first a receiver of grace. Yeah, man. So yeah. unless I understand how needy I am mm. to receive that grace, I can't extend yeah. We talked about last night how it says you who are spiritual restore such a one. And it was like, we were talking about how it's not actually spiritual to be able to see someone else's sin. Mm. <laughs> it's just, mm. That's just, it's very easy. Yeah, the yeah. Pharisees were brilliant at doing that. So it doesn't make you spiritual because you can see someone else's sin. What makes you spiritual, according to this verse, is that you approach that person who sinned with a spirit of gentleness, mm-hmm. try, seeking to restore them, to, to, mm-hmm. to bring back, to, to mend what's been broken. You yeah. know? Knowing that you have it, within you to do the exact same thing given the right circumstances and and your the weakness of that moment yeah yeah, yeah. so i've been I, me just as much as you that's it man so last night i i said um the the response we go in with somebody is it could that could be me but then i corrected myself a little bit later i'm like it's not it could be me it is it's this is it me, is me. Yeah. <laughs> in different yeah. areas of sin like mm-hmm. this is me and i need you to restore me gently um, and I, and so you need the same for me. Mm. So what, what would this look like then, practically speaking? What is this in a 21st century church? Your brother or sister in Christ have sinned. They've come to you to confess it. Maybe it's not even about, against you necessarily. It might be, but they've come to confess it or you've seen them commit a certain sin. What What's this going to look like, do you think? Well, I mean, it's it's confrontation without judgment. Mm. It's um, it's not not sidestepping the moral failure or whatever mm-hmm. has taken place but at the same time um it's it's me approaching it with with humility not with pride yeah um but yeah it's 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 yeah it's it's a, a dialogue rather than a sermon mm-hmm. yeah 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 so it's going with that approach that i'm broken as well mm-hmm. um this is what the scripture says about this but i'm not coming at you as if i'm i've got it all together it's i'm not- broken too Let's come to Jesus together with that's, this. That's the key, isn't it? It's that that um, 
truth is I need Jesus. And mm. in this situation, you need Jesus, but I need Jesus too. Yeah. So let's let's go to Jesus together. Yeah. Let's go to the place I always run to when I mess up. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, to him. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Same so, old well. Yes. So yeah. it is it is confrontational, but like you said, it's a humble confrontation mm. of, mm. you know, this is sin. This is serious. Mm-hmm. This is destructive. Um, this is ruining relationships, ruining mm. your witness. Um, but if you just leave it there, you've left them with the law. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, but you, we want to leave them with the gospel, which is yeah, yeah. let's go, brother, let's go, mm-hmm. sister, to to the gospel. So, what's the opposite of this? Then, what what are some things that are unhelpful? Things that we say um, and do in moments like this. Well, the unhelpful thing is berating someone, browbeating someone mm. for what they've done. Um, it's it's one thing to say, um, this isn't on. Mm. You know, the, the the Bible. This is against the Bible. This is what the Bible clearly teaches. Um, but it's another thing to say, you know. How could you do this? Yeah. Um, you know, I can't believe you messed up like this. Think of all right. the people who were depending on you. Yeah, yeah, Think of yeah. the testimony of the church, which need to be thought of, of course. Yeah. But to to weaponize that. Yeah, and to to say that, and when you're saying like that, like, I, how could you do that? Or, mm. you know, you're forgetting that, like, you you also <laughs> have, have yeah. messed up. Because I know how they can do it. <laughs> of course, yeah. I could, I could never. Well, like, no, you could. Um, that seed is in it. The seed of that sin is in every single one of us. You know, um, even when we were doing our, our Backpack Samaritans ministry with the homeless, <clears throat> when we're chatting with some of these people on the streets, I, I soon come to realize that that every single one of us are only a few really bad decisions from mm-hmm. being right there. Yep. Like, yep. it's it's not like man, look how far they've gone. It's like yeah. just one bad decision which led to another bad decision. Yeah, man. Yeah. And apply that to the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's not how many, or, or you know, the one I was talking about last night, how many times have I told you? You know, because it, it could be, you know, mm-hmm. 70 times seven, mm-hmm. you know, as Parker was praying last night, uh, mm-hmm. the God of infinite grace, the God of 70 times seven forgiveness. So it's not how many times have I told you? It's, yeah. it's our, I've, we've talked about this before. I can't believe you've gone back to this. It's each time. Um, gentleness and, mm-hmm. and uh and humility mm-hmm. and considering ourselves first one that we also are prone to the same very good same sins and, and temptations so that's the first one we we the, the way to walk in the spirit according to verse one is to um in that spirit of gentleness and that the word gentleness that's what that's one of the fruits of the holy spirit that he mm-hmm. creates in us as like we Jesus walk in the described spirit. himself too yeah it's cool man yeah. so so how do I walk in the spirit? Well, if my brother or sister sins, I will, I will restore them with meekness and gentleness and humility. Mm-hmm. Second of all, then we get to verse two, which is bear one another's in their burdens. So first one, restore one another in sin. Verse two, bear one another in burdens. You want to grab that one? Yeah, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Okay. So rather than bearing the heavy burden of the law of Moses... Jesus wants us to lovingly and compassionately bear the burden of one another. Mm. And by doing that, we actually fulfill his law. Mm. So we don't bear the the burden of the law of Moses. Yeah. We bear the burden of one another. Mm. And then by doing that, fulfill the law of Jesus. It's mm. just lovely. Paul, Paul, like really, he's really clever the way he talks about this, isn't it? The burden of the law. Um, so what, is, what the, is the law of Christ? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. What do you, love, isn't it? The, <laughs> yeah. the royal law. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the law is fulfilled in this one saying, says mm. Paul in chapter five. So, mm. so by uh, bearing one of those burdens, we're fulfilling, as you said, the essence of 
the law. The essence of the law, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not fulfilling the 613 requirements of the law of Moses with all its dietary and ceremonial laws. I fulfill the law of Jesus as I love my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And part of that love will be a willingness to bear your burdens. Mm-hmm. Now, how is this the gospel? Because once again, only someone who carries the light burden and the easy yoke that Jesus has given them and who knows that Jesus bore the burden of their guilt and wrath away is able to show compassion as they carry their struggling mm-hmm. brother or sister through temptation, sin, and suffering. Yeah, H- having experienced forgiveness. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah. When yeah. it comes to empathy and sympathy and all that. Yeah, thing. and cast all your cares upon him because mm-hmm. he cares for you. So Jesus carried my burden, mm-hmm. and then he graciously carries your burden, mm-hmm. and then your response to that is, I want to carry my brother and sister's burden. I want to be like Jesus yeah, in man. that way. So it's yeah. a it's gospel-motivated um, bearing of one another, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. So what what does this look like in in uh, the regular regular life of a church family? I mean, I I, I said this last night. I think it's I think it's the question. Um, how can I help you mm-hmm. through this? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Not tell me if you need anything. Yeah, um, don't do it that, it's yeah. not. I'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. It's well. Let's pray about it right now. But but tell me. Tell me what I can do in the present, right here, right now, to help you yeah. in this situation. Yeah, that's that's bearing the burden. It's it's not just saying I'm going to pray for you or reach out to me because we were saying a lot of people probably won't. Yep. Because um, reaching out is not something that we're good at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But it, but it's so so right here, right now, in in this repentant moment, what can what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's accountability, whether it's support. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you just need someone present, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, so how, how can I help you yeah. right now? So this is, so this could be the burden in the context, the burden of someone's sins mm-hmm. and struggles. It could be the burden also of someone's sufferings and trials. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, the, the response to both of those, according to verse two is almost this, I'm here with you. I'm mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm present. What, so the questions are, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, what should we do? Yeah, you know, yeah. not not here's what you yeah. should do. Yeah, that's it's right. what, should, what we should we do, do right do? now? Yeah. And or what should I pray? What can I pray for you yeah. right now? Um, yeah. What do you need from me right now? Yeah. What what what? How can we? What, where in scripture can we run to right now? So, and then this idea of bearing one another's burdens. It's not a one time fix all and then walk away forever. It's no, a no, consistent. Right. Yeah. It's a consistent life of I'm here for you now and I'll be here for you tomorrow and I'll be here for you the next. I'm here for you. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so what that might look like, uh, practically speaking, uh, it, it might meet someone who's caught up in porn addiction mm-hmm. or something like that, and and saying, right, I'll be your accountability partner. Or maybe there's maybe there's several, a couple of different people in the church who mm-hmm. are struggling with the same thing. It might not be that. It could be any type of. Uh, like, like a little support group of, of people saying, yeah. let's run to Jesus together right. and hold yeah. each other accountable. Yeah, it's good, man. Or, or, or in, a, in, a, in a suffering, in, in loss, or in, in you know, mm. the birth. Like we talked we talked about this idea of verse 2 when, um, you know, the law gives us specifics, whereas walking mm. in the Spirit gives us um, principles. And the principle of bearing one another's burden, it's like, well, you know, Jesus, you know, who's my neighbor says mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, whoever you're near is your neighbor. So yeah, it's the yeah. principle. Yeah. And so bear one another's burdens. And the law would say, well, what burdens specifically do you mean? Whereas mm-hmm. the principle is whatever burden they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it an emotional burden? Is it a relational one? Is it a physical one? Is it a financial one? Is it a mental one? Is it a spiritual one? A sin one? We bear, we bear that to get, we bear that for one another. 
Um, One beautiful um, example of this that, that someone conveyed to me was in the back of the church one day, there was one person who was really dealing with um, anxiety and depression on a, on a really intense level. And, uh, and one believer came over to them and, and, and said, you know, uh, what's going on? How can I how can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? And they opened up, and so the the other person opened up and said, "I struggle with that too." Mm-hmm. And then someone else came from the other side and said, mm-hmm. "You know what? I actually struggle with that too." Mm-hmm. And there was like four people standing there, <laughs> like praying for one another, yeah, yeah, and and bearing one. Another. Yeah. So yeah, it's that Beautiful. type of thing. And yeah. then they keep that up with yeah. each other, Maintain checking that. in, checking yeah. in on stuff. So the opposite of this, um, some unhelpful things we talked about last night. Uh, you know, someone's someone's dealing with something difficult, and you approach them and say, "That's nothing compared to what I'm going through." Yeah. Well, that's so unhelpful. That's, and it's anti gospel. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, Jesus, who suffered more than us, doesn't ever come with his suffering and say, "I suffered more than you." Mm. He comes alongside and says, "I've suffered this, so I I understand the pain that you're in. Not, mm. I I've suffered more and I'm okay. Buckle up." Yeah. I suffered it and I know the pain and I'm here for you with yeah, it. Man. So that's yeah. that's a gospel approach. That so not yeah. that's nothing compared to this or um we we laughed last night. Well at least it isn't this. So yeah, you yeah. you broke your leg. Well at least it's not a broken neck or <laughs> your front you know, you've it's not it's not a you're not belittling what they're going through because mm-hmm. it's serious, it's painful. Um and then we talked about last night and you just brought up there, but let me know if I can do anything. Hey, mm-hmm. give me a shout if you need anything. And the the problem is like like we talked about last night. People don't do, people don't feel like that's an actual genuine thing. And when I'm saying that to somebody, part of me is like, you know, I, I really don't. I, well, yeah. Part of me is like, oh, I hope they'll reach out. But the other part of me is like, glad that inconvenient moment is over. Yeah, yeah. And I go, but if I'm asking, what Dick. can I do for you? Yeah. What do you need from me right now? Or I, I phone two days later. Hey, man, do you need anything? Yeah. What can I do? I'm purposely inconveniencing myself. Yeah. And Bri brought that up last night. Like it is actually a sacrifice to ask it that way rather yeah. than, Hey, let me know. And we, you know, we talked about that last night, what it looks like. And, um, you know, saying, Hey, give me a shot. If you give me a shot, if you want me to come around and visit and that tends not to happen, but yeah. you phone up and say, Hey, can I come around and visit? Yeah. Oh, please. You know, yeah. and, they, and they actually did want you to, they just mm-hmm. didn't want to inconvenience you, mm-hmm. but you're saying, Hey, inconvenience me, please. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and that's a consistent life. So it's not just a once and for all. Jesus constantly bears our burdens, yeah. calls us to do the same for one another. Yeah. So bear one another's burdens. Yeah. And we fulfill the law of Jesus by doing that. Yeah, man. Verse six was the, the awkward one. Um, appreciate one another in teaching. Mm-hmm. So if you want to grab verse six for us. Yep. Verse 6, let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Right. So, again, rather than demanding and expecting, which we saw the flash does in chapter 5, the Spirit of God in us wants us to generously and gratefully give. So the world is, I paid you for a service, you better fulfill that service. The mm. Christian culture is, I'm so grateful for what you've done. Here is, here is I, I want to share what I have from mm. God with you. Yeah. Um, and again, how is this a gospel issue? Only someone who is basked in the generosity of God, as he has poured out the blessings of salvation upon them, is able to generously and gratefully show appreciation to those who've been called and equipped to shepherd them. Mm. So this is really about pastors, isn't it? Um, pastors and teachers, the one who's commun- who, the one who's teaching the word mm. is... Um, is blessed by those who are taught the word according mm. to verse six. What do you think that some of the stuff that looks like then? I mean, um, positive affirmation for one is just a powerful thing for, for pastors because you'd be surprised how often pastors get out of the pulpit feeling like they've 
screwed that completely up. Almost every Sunday, man. <laughs> <laughs> so positive affirmation is 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 a really really powerful yeah. thing. You 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 brought up last night like that that can look like so it's not it's not a prideful thing of like that was a killer sermon. It was God used that to speak to me about this area of my life. Yeah. And you're like, and what it affirms for us is not I'm an incredible preacher. It affirms for us the gospel really is working. Yeah. You know, the gospel Cause, does. Because every single one of us, and you've said this recently too, um, every single one of us are fighting to believe the gospel yeah. right here, right now. Yeah. So when, when we get out of the pulpit, we've preached the gospel, mm-hmm. but, but we're fighting, we're fighting to believe that in our life, not just in what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and when someone comes and says, here's what the gospel is doing in my life, yeah. or here's what I plan to do about the gospel this week, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. shows me that the gospel is what I just preached. That yeah. Is. Yeah. So like, um, Beth and Mary, Beth was sharing last night, you know, Beth and Mary came along to a sermon, uh, uh, to church service. I was preaching and then the, Mary came up to me after and she was like, what you, what you preached this morning, that passage spoke exactly into something that Beth and I were dealing with that morning. Mm. And, it, and it, I didn't walk away like, I'm a master preacher now. I yeah, walked yeah. away thinking, what a great God that uh, he chose to use yeah. me, use his word yeah. to speak specifically into the life of a, of a brother or sister in Christ. So, mm. so encouragement and affirmation, um, you know, I, I, we shared like, like, you know, a few, a couple months ago, I preached a sermon. I felt it was like the worst sermon I ever preached. I messaged on the church group chat. I'm like, I'm sorry for that absolute bomb mm. of a sermon here's what i was actually trying to convey and the three points and a whole bunch of people messaged on that chat and privately saying it's so helped me it's so helped me and I, again i didn't walk away with a swollen head i walked away with a heart that had enlarged at the idea of wow god is working and mm. he can use my stumbling efforts so yeah encourage your pastors reach out. like if that sermon was helpful if a point of that was helpful, if you appreciate what they're doing, like message them, talk to them, talk to them after the service, drop them, drop them a text in the week, say, hey man, that, that, something you said on Sunday still sticking with me. Yeah, it's I good. can't tell you how encouraging that is when that happens. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's number one, encouragement. Anything else? Um, I don't know, mate. From <laughs> the top of my head, sorry. <laughs> From verse I don't six. Think I have that in my notes. That's all right, man. <laughs> so, I mean, verse six, it, it is talking about financial remuneration as well. Um, you know, we, we, we share, we, him who's taught the word shares in all good things with him who teaches. So we, and it, you know, the context then verse seven onwards is this idea of reaping and so on. So it is like, you know, it, it's, it's the, the, the labor is worthy of his hire type of thing. But you know, that's, this is why it's awkward to talk about for, for us as pastors, but there's encouragement, there's financial support, prayer, prayer is huge to know we're being prayed for. Um, to know what you're praying for us means means absolutely everything. Absolutely. Um, being being prayed for by your brothers and sisters in Christ, the people you're pastoring is is extremely helpful and meaningful. Mm. And to know you're being prayed for, and to know what they're praying for you. Yeah. Um, so if you're praying for your pastor today, why don't you text them and say, "I'm praying. This is why I'm praying for you." And hopefully, it's an encouraging thing, not a mm. "I'm praying your sermons would be better." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm praying that God would bless you this week. Or I think you know, there's an honorable mention for Spurgeon in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. You know, when the, the visitors came to visit mm-hmm. Metropolitan Tabernacle and said, you know, what's the key to your preaching? Yeah. You know, and they didn't know that he, it was actually Spurgeon. They thought it was just someone showing them around. Yeah. And he took them down into the boiler room. And they're, and they're praying. It wasn't the actual boiler room. It was a prayer meeting. Yeah. A prayer room. Yeah. And and he, he said another place that, you know, the key to his ministry was that his people pray for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, that that's so meaningful, man, to, to walk in on a Sunday morning with a sermon to preach, knowing that, 
people in that room have prayed for you, have prayed for the ministry or waiting for God's word. So, so prayer, financial encouragement, <clears throat> helping us shoulder the ministry. Ephesians <clears throat> 4, the ministry is not ours. The ministry <clears throat> is the church's. Yeah, they're not our sheep. Yeah, yeah, helping us to shoulder it, helping us to, so being involved in the, in the life of the church and the work of the church and the small things and the big things. Uh, being there, so when we've preached, when we're preparing sermons, and we're we probably have you in our heart and mind as we're preaching, and we turn up, we we're there, and, and you're not there, or you're not there mentally. You just, you're mm-hmm. trying to preach to a congregation. You're you try to make you try to look at somebody, and they're just like they're gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not encouraged. So yeah, so give your give your give financially, give prayerfully, give encouragement, give your time, give your you know that that's what this is saying. Get, you know, encourage your encourage your pastor. You know? I, th- I think that the kind of the big idea is that the the under shepherds are sheep too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it's it's not just because we're you know Christ is a shepherd. Mm-hmm. The church is his sheep, but the pastor are his sheep as well. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah yeah. Treat under your pastor sheep as well. Treat your pastor like he's one of yeah one of the flock yeah. as well. Like he's a brother in need. Yeah. A, a needy brother in in the gospel. We yeah. are needy brothers. Yeah. 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 So we need fellowship. We need you to come alongside us and say, "How's it going? How can I pray for you?" It yeah. seems the same as you do. So, mm. uh, Burton's really wonderful doing this, by Absolutely. the way. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Finally, verse ten. Uh, benefit one another in service. You want to mm. grab that one? Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Okay. So rather than selfishly living for ourselves. And our own wants and desires. Jesus wants us to cheerfully and consistently serve others. Mm. Um, and again, gospel, only someone who's experienced the rich grace and mercy of God in gifting them forgiveness, eternal life, freedom, the Holy Spirit, mm. is able to look for and joy in the opportunities to meet the needs of others and giving up their time, their energy, their skills, and their finances. Mm. So as you have opportunity, do good to all, especially your brothers and sisters Mm. in Christ. Um, So Abraham is blessed to be a blessing. God says, I will bless you and make you a blessing to the nations. Mm. And that's actually why God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. One of the reasons is so that you will in turn bless those Mm. around you. Mm. Um, So God... God increases, someone's well said, God increases your income. If, you know, that might be one area in your life. God increases your income, not simply to improve your standard of living, but to expand your opportunities for giving. Oh, that's really good. Not good. So, so, so excess time, money, and resources may have been given to you for the benefit of someone else. Yeah, that's it, man. You're, you're, you're a funnel, you're a funnel... You know, you're more than a funnel, but one aspect of what you are is a funnel of blessing. So you receive the blessing to then give it out. Mm-hmm. You're a steward of his blessings. Um, the flesh receives a more money and says, "Oh yes, I'm going to use this for." Like the, the first protocol is, mm-hmm. "How can I increase my standard of living?" Yeah. The spirit in us says, "Who needs that? What's that for, Lord? What do you want me to do with that?" You know, mm-hmm. and, and time freed up time wise. God, what what did you open that space up in my calendar for? Mm-hmm. Was that so that I can, you know, yeah. have more self-care? Or is it so I can yeah. have more brotherly or sisterly care for my brothers and sisters? Yeah, you know? yeah, a lot of A lot of our young people are freed up at the moment with exams are over. Summertime, is that is yeah. the summertime just for you? Mm. Or is Jesus freeing up your summer for you to serve your brothers and sisters yeah. and, some, and your church yeah. family, you know? Yeah. It's big stuff to think about. It is, yeah, yeah. And it's it, the it's, Spirit of God working in us, that stuff. It, it's kind of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um small it's a small alteration and a small difference but it's like um summertime is my rest mm. 
but what is what type of rest is God trying to prioritize in my life mm. for the summer? Mm. To, to rest in Him ultimately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's that's not to say with you know I have this extra money that there aren't times when we need. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like like I'm 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 going somewhere tonight with Amanda for our anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Today's Absolutely, my anniversary. Man. Yeah. Six, Congrats, Sixteen bro. years we've been married. You did it, man. Um, but we're going somewhere tonight, so it's not not to say that you you can't have no. things when you need them. No, but it's like don't assume every time that yeah. you have excess, yeah, or even most of the times that you have excess, that that's for you and not for someone else. Yeah, so it's more. Yeah, you're right, man. It's not like oh, I feel guilty now because I took you know I yeah. before I went to Wagamama's the other day. Yeah. Um, so it was just lovely, you know. Um, and it's 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 a little pricey thing for lunch there, but it's. It's if if I receive that money, I'm like the first thing I think about is what I can spend on myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I've got that. That's not yeah. Christ in me. That's not, not the Holy no. Spirit. It might be that it's for something for for me, yeah, um, or my family. But it it might actually just be that God's wanting me to be a channel. Mm. Um, someone I shared this last night. Someone in in the, in in, a, in Texas uh, received some tax back and kind of pray lord what's that for rather than like oh happy days uh mm-hmm. like lord what's that for and and they prayed about that for a few days and just felt impressed by the lord that that was for victoria and i and we're like what mm-hmm. and he sent it to us and then when we received it we're like yes part no we were like lord what's that for you know and mm-hmm. um so yeah that that's the that's the pro that's walking in the spirit and this idea of my car is the lord's mm-hmm. as i have opportunity i have a car so i have an opportunity mm-hmm. my home is the lord's how can I use them to be a blessing to other people? And, and there's no question that we collectively as a church could could actually exercise that a lot more as well mm. in terms of more people opening. Their, I love it, the people that have opened their homes, but there's no, no question that more people could open their homes yeah. and more people could provide lifts and things yeah. like that. And it becomes a, an actual communal effort and not yeah. just the efforts of a few. We follow the God of hospitality. He opened yeah. heaven for us. Yeah. Um, so we follow him. And we are transformed to be people who open our homes mm. for for yeah. for others as well, for our brothers and sisters. So, so these these are four ways. Um, Paul practically lays out what chapter five is going to look like. Mm. This, according to Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is how to walk in the Spirit. Mm. This is what the fruit of the Spirit looks like at street level: uh, humility, generosity, gentleness. Mm. Um, this is how to live out the truths of the gospel. Uh, Jesus mercifully, compassionately, lovingly inconvenienced himself for us. I mean, if you could call it inconveniencing yourself, it's like, it's a very light yeah. word compared to what he actually did for us. Yeah. But he calls us now to do the same, to inconvenience ourselves for one another. Mm. So, just to say this, to finish, to finish up for, for what I'm saying today, we've been talking a lot about, for this last year, about CU Sunday Christianity. Mm-hmm. If you're a CU Sunday Christian... And, you know, I hope this is challenging for some of us, but if you're a CU, if you're, if the last time you saw one of your brothers and sisters in your church um, was last Sunday, and the next time you're going to see them is this Sunday, can I just say, according to verse two, you're not fulfilling the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not walking by the spirit. There's no way. He, he's calling us to bear one another's burdens, to mm-hmm. restore one another, to, 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 to share with one another the good that we've received um and if your approach to all of that is see you next sunday how can you be living out how can you be fulfilling the law of christ in that moment yeah yeah. you know yeah no it's, it's different isn't it and, and i think something that's been sticking out in my mind since we've been going through this podcast this morning though actually is um how much god cares for his people mm-hmm. 
that he would go through such great lengths in this chapter to over and over again prioritize the care of the children of God, Mm -hmm. marked by the word especially in verse number 10. Mm -hmm. You know, do good unto all, but man, especially Especially the children of God. Yeah, yeah. That's it, man. So, you know, search your heart. Those of us who are listening, you know, Matt and I, we need to search our hearts more, isn't it? And, um, you know, am, am am I really fulfilling the law of Christ? Am I really walking in the Spirit? If I am, that my brothers and sisters in Christ will see that in my open hands, in my open heart, in my open home, um, in my in, in financial support, in encouragement, in just drawing alongside and being there for you, um, rather than just see you next Sunday, see you next Sunday, um, and maybe even not then. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, search your heart, see where you're, where you're falling short on this, and then what should we do? We run to Jesus. Lord, mm. forgive me. I've, I've not been living for you. I've been doing chapter five free so I can serve me mm. rather than free so I can serve you and serve your people. Mm. Um, so there you go. Gospel truth leads to gospel identity, leads to gospel practice, leads to gospel community. So mm. you got anything to finish us off or are we? No, just thank God for his grace that um, he keeps giving to us when we're not deserving of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If, sorry, man. Just, just yeah. Just in light of what you just said there, if I'm not living this way, verse one to 10, the, the answer is go and bask in the gospel yeah um and and what it what it is what it means for you mm. and then and then motivated by the gospel live out live out the, the calling he's called you to very good thanks for listening to the baldy bishops podcast if you wish to get a hold of us you can reach us at baldybishops at gmail.com Or just check us out on Facebook and Instagram on Burton Baptist. Hey, do you want to go get a note cake? Yeah, let's go up Banley Duck. <laughs>